Welcome to, to the, the Contagion Effect Show with your host, Mike Ellick and Eric Mello. Well, that well, was that a great start. start. Oh, oh, no, we got it. Hold on. We didn't we test didn't all, all the, of it. Is, your, is, is your, it off? No, no, I'm, I'm off, off here. here. I'm already I'm off. off. Nope, uh, it came back on. Oh, go. you, you, yeah, I think you mute. I muted you. <laughs> Hi, Michael. <laughs> Hi, buddy. This is so if everybody could see uh, behind us, we are not in the studio tonight. We are, we are actually live on the road uh, at American Veterans First in Riverbank. We will, we will be talking to some great people, some great veterans, and uh, learning more about this organization. But we, we got off to a little bit of a, a little bit of awesome. a glitch, huh? Um, That's us. The problem was was I had I had our guest from last week was using this laptop and I moved to a different computer, so all of oh, our yeah. podcast stuff was on my computer instead of on this laptop. But here we are now. That was the one thing I forgot to do um, the only. today. So it, it's 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 all good. It's all good. So. Eric, how was your week, real quick? Because uh, we have we have a yeah. we have a group Let's, of people waiting my, for us. My my week was awesome. I'm okay. still here, and I'm still <laughs> I'm still saluting to the Americans of this great nation. That why that is why we are here, and we're right. just going to jump right to it. We're not going to waste no time. We are. That's it. Okay. Let's just jump to it. All right. We'll just we'll just join both of our both of our guests in. So we are like honestly uh, just honored. Humbled and privileged, honored, privileged just, I mean, all the words uh, that you can you can say that are out there to uh, represent um, these folks and this organization. So uh, in first to try to dis- describe all of our screens. So first we have Duke Cooper here with the green shirt there just waving to you. That is Duke Cooper, the CEO and founder of American Veterans First here in Riverbank. So Duke, thank you for joining us tonight. How are you? My pleasure. I'm doing well. Doing what? You can, you can, I want that energy. Wait a minute, where was had. the energy like a minute and a half energy. ago? All of a sudden, He's jazzed all pumping us up. This is Whoa. not the podcast where you bring the load. Yeah. This is, Hi, this is Duke. Yeah, we, we brought our energy <laughs> up. I need, I need Duke with energy. I see where was that? Running around, this running around oh, here. Oh, you want the Marine. Yeah, oh, the Marine. yeah, there we go. Marine. Let's there get dirty. Yeah. Well, and, and we can have the language. I mean, as long as everybody's all right in the room, but, um, we can have the language as well because we are we are not for children's show, but our show is about veterans. And guess what? You are about veterans. That's what American Veterans First is all about. So uh, when I had the opportunity to meet you almost a month ago now, I believe, and I did a little video for uh, my real estate uh, videos and my local small business, and we highlighted American Veterans First. So thank you for letting me do that. Excellent video. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, Duke, um, first, let's start with you. Yes, sir. Tell us a little bit about you, your service. I know you don't want to go too deep into it, but uh, what branch did you serve in? And I served in the United States Marine Corps Okay, from 1968 wow. to 1974. Like a lot of those Marines, uh, you get out, you uh, get a job, find a woman, get married, start your family, and get busy with life again. Right. So I did that until... Uh, 2016, and I met a good friend of mine, Rudy Molina, and we found us a building down the street, 20 by 20 room with no heat, no water, mm-hmm. and we thought, damn, Perfect. I, feel, I, yeah. I feel right at home. <laughs> exactly. Right? Marine Corps again, right? Yeah. 
So uh, it was great. We established uh, uh, our grand opening was in August of 2016. We were incorporated in December of 2016. And then we got our 501c3 in 2017, and we never looked back. That's awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful. So the name is American Veterans First, right? So what are what are some of the things that you guys are doing? I know I, I was lucky enough to have a tour. I, I got a Duke Cooper tour. Yeah, no, I got the Mike Ellick run through. We got to go check the sound. We get back to everything. And, <clears> and, then, <throat> and then unfortunately, due to the move you guys are making, because uh, they're actually moving from one side of the building to the other side. Uh, so everything I was used to seeing isn't necessarily in its same place. Uh, but there was there was a lot going on the times I've been here, right? So what are some of the things that Americans veterans American Veterans First do for, for the veterans in our community? Well, our, our name says it all for me. American Veterans First. Before we take care of anybody else, we have to take care of our own. We are a brotherhood here. We're a 501c3 nonprofit, all volunteer service here. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter from me down to every last person here. We are just strictly volunteer, unpaid. We're really... Uh, honored to be able to do what we do we help veterans navigate the va okay. for their benefits we have a, a facility here where they can come in free of alcohol tobacco and drugs and it's free of peer pressure you can come in here sit down get a cup of coffee uh we're, we're handling ptsd cases now we're doing uh, bereavement uh we're fighting suicide suicide for a while august 21st of uh 2021 at the fall of Kabul, Afghanistan, veteran suicide jumped to about 40 a day. Right. And it affected all veterans from Vietnam on forward. Right. <clears throat> so we fight that on a daily basis. We have veterans that come in, we talk with them, we get their feet grounded back on the ground, and we give them an opportunity that their voice can be heard. We uh, feed a lot of veterans. We have our veterans outreach. We're feeding 60 to 70 meals twice a week in the parks. We give them clothes, we give them socks, underwear, hygiene products, uh, feminine hygiene products. Uh, we have roughly 30,000 homeless veterans in the United States, and last year, 12 to 14% were female. So you can imagine if you were on the street yeah. as a young female with no home, that would be tough. Yeah, for sure. Right. So uh, <clears throat> we show them a little dignity. All their hygiene products are put into a gently used purse. Uh, we're to the, to date, we've handed out about 4,000 coats, wow. about 5,000 blankets. Wow. <clears throat> I have no idea how many underwear, uh, socks, white, you know, cotton gloves, tarps, sleeping bags. We just handed out this last winter, about 80 sleeping bags, zero degree. So, you know, if you're on the, on the street, it's okay to live under a tree somewhere or a bridge, mm -hmm. but it'd be nice to be able to throw a tarp down where you just don't have to live yeah, in the mud. For sure. Right. So... The one thing I've learned about uh, our folks without homes is that not all of them are on the street due to their own fault. Yeah. And we don't question them. All it is, you need help, we're here to help you. Matter of fact, on the way from picking Allen up, we saw a gentleman on the side of the road and he looked like he needed help. So we stopped and we gave him a brand new pair of uh, thermal socks. Oh, wow. And uh, told him to come by here. We have shirts and underwear and hygiene products. We bag them up and we give them to those. So uh, we also, we do uh, a lot of uh, funerals. Mm -hmm. 
occasionally I'm called on the honor guard and we, we do the 21 gun salute. Right. Uh, we go out to the family's home. We talk to them. We make sure that they get a flag, get it folded, get it to the cemetery so they can do the, the typical military burial. Right. So I do thank uh, Katie J. Cox with Congressman Josh Harder's office and Josh Whitfield with uh, Heath Flores' office, State Assembly. Uh, they supply us with a lot of flags. Okay. And we're honored to be able to hand those out. Now, I know uh, in the back we have some electric wheelchairs back there, some motorized wheelchairs as well. Yes, we have. Uh, we, we volunteered uh, and uh, we loan them out. You know, mm -hmm. we used to donate them, but we want to loan them out. That way the veteran can use it as long as he needs it. When you're done, give us a call. We'll pick it back up and we'll loan it out to another veteran. We, we uh, donated 13 electric wheelchairs in 2021. We're probably at about nine now. Uh, we get them uh, gently used. We refurbish them, whether it's paint, batteries, electronics, new seat, or whatever it may require. Mm -hmm. uh, I will be delivering a, uh, a smaller uh, electric wheelchair to a 99-year-old widow of a World War II combat veteran next week in Los Angeles. Wow. Oh, wow. And uh, I'm honored to do that. Her name is Mary Garland. Just happens to be my aunt. My oh, mother's sister. <laughs> so uh, my uncle Dwight, her husband, served in Okinawa during uh, World War II. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, when, when I started talking to the family, tell me a little bit about my uncle's uh, career in the Army. Right. They told me, said, well, I think he probably exaggerated a little bit. And because we used to joke him as a kid, did you get shot? Yeah, I got shot in the butt diving into a foxhole. <laughs> so... Uh, I got his DD-214 from my auntie. Uh -huh. I looked up his records. Well, he fought in Okinawa in 44, 1944 in some of the fiercest fighting on the island. Wow. And he was a map maker by day, but his DD-214 said that he engaged the enemy and fired his M1 Garand on them at night. Wow. So he didn't exaggerate. So I was honored to... Uh, be able to su uh, submit his uh, service record right? and let them know, you know what? Unc didn't exaggerate about nothing. He just didn't talk about it. Yeah. And they said, well, yeah, we tried to engage him and he wouldn't talk to us. Well, you know, it's not that he wouldn't. I try to explain to people that maybe he can't, mm -hmm. right? When you go to war, like Rudy, he'll tell you, or Alan, that's not the movies. That's the real deal. Mm -hmm. And... Most veterans try to forget that, but you can't. You don't unsee those <clears throat> memories. So what we do is we help those veterans any way possible, uh, whether we give them a, a, a peer pressure-free environment. If they're here in the morning, there'll be coffee and donuts. There'll be uh, at lunchtime, we'll feed you, mm -hmm. right, whether it be pizza, Chinese food, or whatever. And that's all free to them. So we have a lot of information here for veterans. Uh, we'd like them to come in here. Uh, we're located at 6436 Oakdale Road in Riverbank. Right Open in Riverbank, California. Yes. Because uh, we actually, we have listeners from, we've actually <clears throat> Luxembourg. We've had some yeah, all over. UK. So uh, we've learned we have to think bigger than just our local area. You got to think outside. Yes. Outside yes. the box. So we've got a great group of veterans that come in here. You come in here, especially I have a friend here today. When you no, set a 97-year-old veteran down and with another World War II veteran, 
the stories are absolutely amazing. Oh, yeah. I bet. Well, and it's interesting because I asked you, I think it was you and I want to say uh, Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. right? Um, who who was here the one day because he's one of one of the guys that works for American Veterans First. Right. As well. He's our Vietnam Veterans uh, Director. Right. And I had the conversation because my dad was in Vietnam, didn't talk much about it. But it was interesting how, you know, and when I spoke to you, you know, it's not something you want to share. Uh, but when, when you look at how you look at all the other, like my dad, I, you could see him glued to a TV watching world war one, world war two, everything else, but it would not watch anything on Vietnam. So it's, it's always interesting how, and then we've, we've had the honor of talking. I mean, we just had, I, I told you about gentleman, Scotty Hastings, right? Yeah. Uh, he was <clears throat> in, um, was he in enduring freedom or our, cause he was, Enduring Freedom was, uh, I'm sorry, he was in Afghanistan. Afghanistan. Yeah, he was in Afghanistan, sorry. Um, and he was shot 10 times by one by one, one guy. guy. He turned a corner and just, just and he, he lucked out because, you know, obviously he lived. Um, and now he's a, becoming a country singer and, yeah. and has some amazing, amazing music. But... Uh, very open about a story. I mean, he called it. We we've had we've had three army infantrymen yeah. that were either Afghanistan IED. or Iraq, IED mortar fire, <clears throat> and then Scotty was was shot close Sniper. range, um, times. Yeah. yeah, and they and when you talk to them, they tell you the whole story, and then they just call it a rough a rough day. day. Yeah, all three of them. Yeah, I think four four shoulder, four shoulder, three uh, hip. Yeah, three in the hip. Two in the leg and one right on his and, hand. And gun. the thing, like he said, was we, he went to return fire, but he had been shot there too, so it disabled his gun. And he said he didn't pull it away from his body because he felt that if he would have, if the uh, sniper would have seen that he couldn't return fire, he probably wouldn't. It probably would have been that, that last day for him. I think yeah. that would have made <clears throat> him mad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was a little upset, yeah. and his buddies behind him were were pretty upset well, too when the guy were, took off running. Yeah, the guy took they off running. They were already taking grenade. fire. Yeah. yeah. They, they got him. They got the guy right in the chest with the grenade. So he yeah. got his he got his due. He got his come up. Yes, yeah. he did. Yeah. So it was. It's. It's. <laughs> but it is interesting to look at the different. You know what? Depending on what campaign yeah. you're involved in, and and you know what stories people are willing to tell. Yeah. Um. Two weeks ago, we had Melvin Gatewood. Uh, who was a VA? He's from the VA. He he actually runs yeah. another nonprofit out in Alabama mm-hmm. or oh, Tennessee. Sorry, <laughs> Tennessee, Tennessee, Alabama, all that area. He's in that area. And well, you have the uh, no better fighting force than the United States military, right? And the only one that's better in the United States military is the Marine Corps, right, Rudy? <laughs> <laughs> so, we keep hearing Rudy's name. We're going to get oh, Rudy yeah. on in, in in a little bit. But so, all the veterans that come in here, you'll find, are very humble. They're not here to brag. They don't boast. Right? It's amazing. Well, I don't think it's something to boast about either. I mean, I I would hope most servicemen and women would. If you sign that line, you sign the line. Right. Right. If you're handing out meals or you know, well, you know what? Barracks. You signed on the line. You did your job, yeah, and that's that's exactly what you did, yeah. right? And so. then, like like you say, is we're the platform that we have been given with our podcast is reaching out to to different people in different military aspects and letting them know that there's programs, right. because we've had Sheriff Jeff Dirksy on, and he's like, oh, you know, I'm healthy, I'm this, and you're a West Point grad, you you've done your time, like there's programs for you, 
you know, and, and it's, it's ironic to see, like, oh, no, no, I don't want to take something from somebody. But I tell them, I go, once you sign that line, that's already set aside. You know what I'm saying? That's a, a common, uh, <clears throat> yeah. comment, comment is we it? get here. Yeah. Is we, people say, well, I don't want to take something out of another veteran's mouth. Right. You are not. Yeah. That veteran will be taken care of. Right. Yeah. Now, there's standard operating procedures that we must follow. And they tell me, well, you know, I'm okay. Uh, there's another veteran that needs it worse than me. Every veteran needs it worse than you. Yeah. It's on an individual basis. Right. A lot of them hide. Uh, they push those memories down, but you know what? You're not taking money. You're not taking food. You're not taking rent for another veteran. No, you earned that. Yep. You come in here. I've never had <clears> one. Well, a couple of them say, I come in to see what I deserve or what I'm entitled to. Okay. Here comes the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> I tell them, well, I got no idea what you deserve, what you're entitled to. Right. What'd you earn? Right. Yeah. And if you earned it, we'll fight like hell for you. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I know when I tell people, I think my dad was almost 120%. Oh, you can't be above 100%. You want to bet? You want to bet? Yeah. Yeah. Try being in Vietnam during Agent Orange and all that. Yeah. That's going to push you right above easily. So, well, we found, we're finding out with the, with the VA and the way things are starting to run now, they've kind of changed the rules along the way. So I do meet with the Veteran Service Office and, and get updated. And a good example today, uh, I had a, a veteran that, matter of fact, lived across the street that took his own life. Mm. Oh. So he had never filed a claim against the Veterans Administration, a Marine. And because he didn't, he wasn't in, his wife wasn't entitled to any benefits, no death benefits, nothing. All they would do is bury him free. Well, that's just wrong. That, no, that's absolutely wrong. You know, when you sign that line, you're signing that line saying, I'll give my life if I have to for my country. Right. And that Marita, that Marine motto, or th that's in all the branches. Marine Corps is probably the, the best about really bearing down and, and the brotherhood. Mm -hmm. uh, probably because we're not ashamed of the Marine Corps, the Army, and none of those are. No. But, you know, we're a special breed. And to be a Marine... That's an honor. Right. 1% of the population is in the military. 1% of that 1% is Marine Corps. Wow. Wow. So we're a crazy bunch of fellas. <laughs> I know. I, I actually, I, uh, I pulled up a poem. I think I sent it to you yes. The from my dad in Vietnam and says, what's a Marine? And it's, it's, I won't share it on this show. We, we have a, we have a young kid coming on, uh, that served in in Iraq and Afghanistan, and a couple of Marine who actually lives in Oklahoma, and so I figured it'd be a special treat to read it with him because yeah. absolutely, you know, I don't want to offend anybody uh, in the room, but it's it's pretty it's pretty graphic, yeah, to say the least. But I think it tells the story of what a Marine was, especially during Vietnam. Well, you know, the only way you offend a Marine is call him Navy. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would hear that. I'm gonna with take my these uncle. back over. I'm gonna take these back over here, Kay. I'm just gonna bring this back. I'm not that offended. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, my grandson's in the Navy. Right. Very proud of it. Right. But you know, it's a common rib. You know, the Marine oh, yeah. Corps is the Department of the Navy. That's that's what and and everybody <laughs> everybody that knows a Marine or or a, you know somebody in the Navy, you know those those jokes come. But there's there's mad respect at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, we're proud of that because we're the men's department. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, there, there's the Duke I wanted to hear. There there's go. the Duke. I wanted. It's he's coming out. The Marines <laughs> coming out. It's starting to wear off. It, it is. It is. We got to get you a little more comfortable. We should have some warm up time for you. <laughs> but uh, with that, we do have, as everybody's seen here, quietly sitting there. Um, we have Alan Taylor, right? Who is a World War II veteran. And what branch was Alan in? Navy. Navy. That's right. Navy. There it, there it is. And you get along so good with him. Oh, dude. I love Alan. I know you you he's your you said he's your your uh ride along. He's he goes my every, travel buddy. He's your travel buddy. We travel all over three yeah. counties. And I call him, say, Hey, you ready for a road trip? <laughs> and just today I got a call. We're gonna go to Valley Springs next week. Oh nice. and we got a call. Uh this uh, lady's brother was killed in Korea. Mm -hmm. They're getting up in age, and they say, we have his uniforms and all of his medals. Oh, wow. Would you like to have them? Oh, of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. So Alan and I will head to Valley Springs next week. Uh, he'll be a little disappointed because when we go south, we usually stop at Stuart Anderson's Split Pea Soup. <laughs> <laughs> right, Alan? Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I love Alan. He's a great man. He's an American hero. Uh, served two and a half years on the USS Phillips, a 10-can destroyer, wow. as a 40-millimeter gunner in the Solomon Islands in the Philippines. Wow. Okay. And uh, an amazing man. Did we mention he's 97? 97. Yes. Alan, we are we are absolutely humbled to have you on the, yeah. on the program today because there's, I mean, the chances of talking to a World War II veteran right now is... is there's, you know, they're, I, they're dwindling, yeah. And we need to we need to recognize the people we have in front of us, and I mean just just to have you here in our presence is absolutely awesome. I know yeah. you'll say different, but it's it's amazing to have you have you yeah. here on our show. Well, so I, I like it because it hits many more people that uh, would never hear things. Right. Yeah. For sure. Now, Duke. There's something. There's something going through one of our governmental well, in we, Allen's name. There is a. Uh, there were sixteen and a half million men and women that served in World War II. Right. There's roughly sixty thousand that never applied for benefits. Hmm. Not one bit. Mm -hmm. So we uh, got with Congressman Josh Harder, and I'm proud to say that we have uh, the Allen G. Taylor World War II Veterans Benefit Package. Wow. And once it's it's already passed two hurdles in Congress, it's got one other hurdle. And if it gets passed, we'll put it on President Biden's desk. And if he can find it and sign it, it'll be into law. I love you, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, it's, I so, love it. So uh, with Alan. Uh, we'll put it, and if it gets signed, we'll put a little sticker on there that says I did that, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I found out with Alan, talking with him. I've known him since 2016. Uh, he's a very humble man. And he said, well, he says, you know, I didn't really do anything special. You know, I, I remember having 70, 72 air attacks against our ship in three days. <laughs> wow. That's, that's it. But he said, one day we're talking, he said, you know what's weird? I don't ever remember being scared. Wow. wow. And not that, not at all? Is it just the training was so good? He didn't or have time. I don't, I don't think it was training, but uh, I don't know. It, it, I just don't remember being. You just didn't have scared. time to think about it, huh? I guess not. Yeah. He just had to react. Wow. So he told 72 me. 72 attacks in three, three days. days. 73. 73. In three. 
Wow. And, uh, I mean, he sits down and his stories, it just mm. humbles me out. I sit back <laughs> and I listen. Uh, but all of his records and all of his belongings were uh, burnt in a house fire shortly after he turned from the war. Oh, mm. no. So uh, we got the, we petitioned the VA for all of his records. His service record book is 111 pages thick. Wow. wow. Biggest one I've ever seen. Wow. Wow. You know, because mine in the Marine Corps is probably about four. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, Alan, where did you grow up? Long Beach, California. Oh, you're from Long Beach? Me too. Oh, boy. Me too. That's LBC where, guys right here. I was born at Long Beach Memorial. My dad was a horse dealer, dealer down there. A horse oh. dealer? Buying and selling horses. It was my job to break and ride. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would challenge you to find some horses now in Long Beach. and <laughs> Yeah. It's so built out. Have you been to Long Beach recently? Yeah. So my uh, when when I was going through all of the stuff with my dad coming back to Long Beach, I found a letter that he wrote to me while he was in the Marines when I wow. was two. Yeah, it was really, and it was written to me, and it had our address, so I went and looked, and it was our address in Long Beach, and I sent the picture to my mom of what the house looks like now, and you know it's it's kind of like in the Bay Area where they tear down all the little houses and then build these big houses. They did the same thing to our house in Long Beach. Is it was a little one-story shack, I guess. I don't want to say it was a shack, but it was not the best house. And I sent the picture to my mom. It sold in, in 2020 for $1.3 million or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, Long Beach has down. changed, Alan. Long Beach has changed <laughs> a lot, huh? Yeah. That's awesome that you grew up in Long Beach. Well, so, the, oh, go ahead. The house I built when I first got married down there. I, I uh, had probably fifteen thousand dollars in it, <laughs> and uh, I lived in it for a few years. Then we decided to move up here, mm -hmm. and I sold it to my brother for twenty-five thousand. And wow. a few years ago, I was down there, and they had a sign out in front of it: three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> Housing's changed, <laughs> and today it's probably another five hundred thousand. Now it's five hundred thousand as yeah. of today. So, so Alan, you grew up in Long Beach. How did you end up in the Navy? What took you to the Navy? Well, I was going to join the Air Corps. Okay. And I went in to join them, and they turned me down. Oh. <laughs> Why I don't know. Oh, you don't. So it wasn't like an. I mean, nowadays we have the ASVABs and all that, right? So, but they just turned you down. Yeah. So I went over and joined the Navy. Because back then, I joined just before I turned 18. Mm -hmm. And back then, if you got to the age of 18, you couldn't join. They drafted you. Oh, oh. okay. They put you where they wanted you. But joined before I turned 18, I could pick where I wanted to go. Uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. that's, wow. Wow. So you was it already wartime? <clears throat> when you joined, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, see, I didn't get in there till forty-three. Okay, and we obviously nineteen forty-one really set it off for everybody. Yeah. I, I missed a lot of the real heavy stuff they got. I mean, got <laughs> well, seventy. I don't know about seventy-three. Yeah, in seventy-three days. You may have got, you I, may I caught a little action. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you might caught a little action. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, forty millimeter gunner. And had five inch guns on each side. 
73 air attacks in three days. Uh-huh. Yeah. You missed the heavy stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> missed the heavy you stuff. You put it in your ears. They give you a head and pour a cotton. That's well. That's what I was going to ask. Your ears. I mean, I know you have. I know you have hearing aids, but sometimes that just. Man, your hearing had to take a hit. Yeah. Those cotton balls probably didn't help good enough. He's got some great stories. One, uh, the twin-engine Betty Bomber coming towards your ship. Let's see which one. There was was two of them. The one you opened up on and the white sidewall tires. Oh, that that one was taking a run on us, and he was about 20 feet above the water. Coming straight at us. Oh wow! And uh, it just happened that my gun was the only one firing at him, and I fired a half a dozen rounds, and the gun jammed. <sighs> and, and everything we was running into up there was all suicide. Oh, so they're coming right at you. So uh, anyway, when my gun jammed, there was nothing we could do, and he just kept coming. Just before he got to us, he dropped his bombs in the water, and he pulled the plane up, and he just barely cleared. He went right over the top of my gun, and uh, as he come over, I seen white sidewall tires, and he had wow. he had uh, what is the hash marks on the hash ship? marks on the, on the side of the cabin. Oh, for wow. for his kills? And he went on all this, and, and last I said he was going over the horizon. Oh, wow. 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 What would make you remember? White sidewall tires. <laughs> White sidewall yeah. tires. Yeah. The, wow. So when your gun jammed, do you have other crew members that are working on your gun with you? or On that, uh, that particular gun, you have about seven people on there. Oh. You have one pointer. and that that was my seat, and I controlled the shooting of it. And then you had one on the other side that he controlled the side. Well, number one had the up and down all the mm-hmm. shooting. The other one they had uh, <clears throat> what is it? Take be? your time. Yeah, uh, you had the side to side and then up and down. Yeah. So you had a different person for for each. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they, then you have two second loaders, but see, it's a two barrel gun, so you got uh-huh. two of each of these people. Oh okay. Oh. And uh, so you have a first and second loader. The first loader is standing up on the platform there and rubbing mm-hmm. clips of four shells, drops them into gun. Four shells at a time. They're just clips of four shells. Wow. Yeah. 20 millimeter. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're like, shells are about this long. Right, right. They're like thermoses, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the old thermos. Yeah. Yeah. But, wow. Uh, it, Virtually came out unscathed, huh, Alan, after two and a half years? <laughs> oh, yeah. Never got hurt. Thank goodness. The, the, the only place I got hurt, I was, they called GQ and I was running from a gun. And I jumped over a torpedo David there. And I thought there was a wheel on the other side to land on it. And I got on a piece of angle iron and oh. 
kind of messed up my leg a little bit. But anyway, I went on to again and and uh, then the head injury. It it didn't. Well, it it didn't heal up. So after about two weeks, why they sent me over to the hospital ship? I was in the harbor there. And they took the bandage off. And they said the bandage is too tight; it couldn't get in the air. And they put a loose bandage on there and <clears throat> used some of the dirt, dust that they used to use. Off, and it healed right up. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sounds like a uh, Liberty story running into a marine. <laughs> <laughs> And there it is. Yeah, there Back it is. to the Marines. <laughs> Back to the Marines. <laughs> Can't have a story without taking it back to the Marines. Well, the Marine was just back. Cut it, he would just cut his leg off. Yeah. Put it back on. Lay down. We had three, three more uh, suicide planes to take a run on us. Really? And they was coming right to us, and we was waiting for them to get in range. And just about then, we got range where we could start shooting. Two of our fighter planes come in. They shot all three of them down before they could eat to us. Oh, wow. nice history. That's well. It's that's beautiful. That's where where the American Air Force and Navy shows its wow. its power. Wow, that's that is amazing. We respect all branches. Absolutely. <laughs> well, everybody's needed, right? Everybody has their part. We won't share that comment. Each each branch is a spoke in the wheel. Which comment? The one that just came up on. Oh. Oh boy, oh boy! <laughs> Just leave it there. Yeah, it's wow. Somebody we so because we are worldwide and we're on YouTube and Facebook and yeah, and all this other stuff. Someone's comment. yeah, we have we have lovers. I call them. We have some lovers out there. Something They'd love I need to be to respond to. No, not we, at all. We'll, we'll not respond. at all. Yeah, we we definitely we'll respond. I mean, it's yeah. We we love our country, and that's, that's what we'll all that say. matters. We yeah. love our country, regardless of what you think about yeah. us, wherever you are in the world. America is the country. greatest country on earth. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure Absolutely. we've saved some. Excuse my language, but I'm sure we've saved some of their asses before. So yeah, so it's yeah, it's, yeah. If you have if you have some rights in your country, yeah. it's probably it's probably because the Americans. Are, yeah, I mean, helps not you. to. But anyways, yes. Anyways, we digress. Sorry, back to Alan. So. <clears throat> So we had three suicide bombers taken out by American Air Force. That is that is absolutely amazing. Um, what <laughs> this first? You go. You you. I got it. Yeah. All right. Um, anyways, so Alan, what did you do after after the Navy? Well, I worked for my dad for a while, breaking horses and what have you. Okay. Then I got a. Job as an auto mechanic. Then uh, the guy I went to work for was going on vacation, so he closed the shop for 10 days. And there was me and one other guy that had been working for him for quite, for quite a while. Right. So, I mean, we was out of work for that 10 days. But, and then somebody told me that this boss had told him that he was going to fire the other guy and keep me on. <laughs> so I just never did go back to work. I wouldn't go to someplace else. Oh, because you didn't want to deal with it, huh? Well, I didn't want to put that guy out of work. Right. 
So the mechanic, did you learn from being in the Navy or did you learn just no, once I you just went back? No, I just learned it on my own. Okay. All right. Yeah, you didn't have YouTube back then to learn all that stuff, huh? No. <laughs> Amen, brother. You had Bob and the V8. Right. There's actually, uh, so a gentleman in our town has, I, I shoot, I want to say it's a Model A, but he just cleaned up an, uh, an original Model A. That he's he just oh. rebuilt the motor and everything on it. Yeah, see his car collection. Oh, you got a nice car collection, Alan. Well, my son does. Okay, but he's got it at my house. <laughs> not, not, not all of it. But he's got. What's he got? Five in there, right? He's got five in there now. Is that forty-one Packard military limousine? Oh. Yeah, mm, that wow. is Supposed original be. and beautiful. Stanley steamers, got some Model A's over there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, he'll let me in the shop. <laughs> like, does does Alan have a sprawling resort at home or something? He's got uh, several acres over at I Del Rio. Okay. Oh, you, oh, you're over in Del Rio, huh? All right. Wow. I told him I'd double his money if he wanted to sell it. He'd been there about 60 years. Oh, oh you're going to more than double his money. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd double his money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. <clears throat> oh man well alan thank you so much for joining us today i mean you're gonna you're gonna be here still but i know duke you have some more some more guests for us to talk y to yes i do that you want us to hear some great stories oh telephone right there <laughs> he, he's calling in no <laughs> that's all right that's all right we can have some ringing we're, we don't, you should see when we're at the studio, my house, we have, Rottweilers. We have Rottweilers running around barking. So it's, yeah. it's, uh, our show <clears throat> sometimes can be all over the place. So do you want to introduce the next gentleman? Yes, I do. All right. Uh, he's my very good friend. Uh, his name is Rudy Molina. Okay. Uh, spent one tour in Vietnam as a Marine, got out of the Marine Corps, joined the army and went back. <laughs> if you're familiar with the book born on the 4th of July, Rudy is the Marine that went out with probably 450 Viet Cong that they'd, they'd got ambushed by him when his squad leader was uh, wounded, mm -hmm. went out there and drug him to safety. So is that the one where they're in they're in I want to say in they're in the rice fields mm -hmm. and he he crawls out there. No, that's no. not. No, I'm, am I he'll, he'll tell you it's better told by Rudy. OK, <laughs> so. absolutely. I'm going to hear it from the source directly. So, with my pleasure, uh, I'd like to turn it over to Rudy Molina. All right, so he'll be Beautiful. taking your spot. All right, Rudy. And that's Twitch. Oh, that was on that's Twitch? That's on Twitch, and oh, I can't, okay. I don't have access to that. All right. I clicked on it, but I didn't want to edit or remove it, so. Maybe we should just go off of that. I can do it. I got watch my technology skill. Just don't remove the rest of the stuff as we get Rudy. Remove this destination from broadcast. There we go. Get nice and close to that mic. Can you hear us good? Yes. All right. Get nice and close to that microphone. He's bleeding. Oh. Oh. Oh no. He's trying to leak out. We have a we have a war wound while we're in the show here. <laughs> our our World War II veteran <clears throat> got a war wound. Uh oh. All right. So, Rudy, thank yes. you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Nice being here. So uh, let's let's we'll start from the beginning. Where'd you grow up, Rudy? I grew up in uh, Pecos, Texas. Pecos, Texas. All right. And uh, what what made you join the Marines or the military first, and then why the Marines? Well, uh, out of high school, uh, most of my uh, buddies were. Uh, I'll get a band aid. 
going into the uh, military. And most of them were going into uh, the Marines. Mm -hmm. So after high school, I decided to uh, join the Marines as well. Okay. So I did. In so 19 all the buddies were joining? So All the buddies were joining. So I said, well, I, I'm going too. Now, were you 18 already or did I was, you join uh, before? 19. 19, yes. okay. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, Vietnam was already going at that Vietnam time? Vietnam was uh, going strong. Yeah. Okay. So you weren't drafted. You chose to go? Yes. Okay. Uh, and so where was your first, where were you stationed first? I was uh, stationed, well, I took boot camp here at the MCRD San Diego. Okay. And then I went to Camp Pendleton for uh, basic training. And right after uh, basic training, I uh, was shipped to uh, Vietnam. So actually, uh, so you joined in 67. When did you go to basic training? In 1967. But what, what, what? What month in in uh, that should have been? Uh, let's see, March, April should have been around uh, May or June. Okay, of so nineteen sixty-seven. My, my dad was in the class in November in San Diego, so yeah. that's why I was out. I was like, "Wow!" If you, my platoon was uh, one seventy-three. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't know what his platoon. I just know he was. He went in November of sixty-seven, and so we were probably around the same time. Right, right, and he graduated uh, out of basic in sixty February of sixty-eight, yeah. I believe, or so. Yeah, beginning I, of February. Yeah, I was out of there already. Right, sixty-eight. I was already in Vietnam. Okay. Man, and That's so yeah, yeah, wow. And it's it's just nice to you know talk to a, a Marine and Vietnam vet that um, willing to share some of their yeah. stories. So, well, there was there was uh, I'm scrolling through some of your Facebook, and there's a uh, a post that you had about a year ago, and you actually went back. I did right. You went back because your best friend. Steve. My best friend, uh, Steve Sorosi, was uh, killed over there. Yeah. And uh, when I came back in uh, 1968, I had the, like, survivor's guilt. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I went to the uh, Army recruiter, and I said, I want to join the, uh, the Army, but in one condition. And he asked me, what condition is that? I said that. I want to go back to uh, Vietnam. Mm. Who's said, asking well, to go back said, at no that? No problem. Yeah. <laughs> said, no problem. We'll definitely send you uh, First back front to Vietnam road. because I had the experience. Yeah. Right. I was already there and right. and they needed people to, with experience like uh like uh, I I did. Yeah. So what made you what made you go from leaving the Marines and then go back in uh, into the army instead of going back into the Marines? Well, I uh if I joined the uh, the Marines, the Marines wanted to send me back to uh, Camp Pendleton. I didn't want to go back to uh, uh, Camp okay. Pendleton being a troop leader. I wanted right. to go yeah. back to uh, to Vietnam yeah. to right. uh, be go avenge yeah. my uh, friend's uh, death. <clears throat> okay. And when I told uh, the Army recruiter that, he just told me no problem that uh, he they were definitely going to send me. Yeah. So the Marines back. weren't going to send you. They were like, yeah. hey, mm -hmm. like you've wow. seen what you. And yeah, there's a picture here. Of him saluting, there's a that's, uh, uh, that's me there, that and that's yeah. the uh, plaque that I yeah. uh, that I uh, put up there in the same exact spot where my friend Steve Sorosi was uh, was killed. 
Here's the plaque. And that he was in the Marines with you? He was in okay. the Marines, and um, he was trying to take out a uh, machine gun, and and he got ripped in half. Oh, oh there's, wow. And there's, there's, there he is yeah. saluting. That's amazing. Yes. I went back to Vietnam in nine, 2017 to mm -hmm. uh, place that plaque in the same exact spot <clears throat> where, where he mm. was uh, killed. Wow. You still remember? I mean, oh, that's... Yeah. that's what, yeah. And where was that at, you, Eric? You got to read That was uh, about uh, six <laughs> miles from the uh, DMZ. Okay. And uh, it, it's a little village called uh, Mylock. Mylock. So the battle that took place with uh, Ron Kovic uh, was the Battle of Mylock mm -hmm. in uh, January 20th, 1968. Wow. And Ron Kovic was my uh, squad leader. He came back and wrote the book, mm -hmm. Born on the Fourth of July. But the book uh, is inaccurate. So the book is inaccurate. It's inaccurate because it brings uh, shame, disgrace, and and dishonor to all the members of the of the squad. Because wow. uh, he says that once the battle started, that we all ran back and left him to fight uh, the battle by himself. So he just highlighted himself, <clears throat> right? And when I was telling my story in 2016. Duke uh, Cooper is the one that inspired me mm -hmm. to write uh, my book. Oh. The book is called The 13. Yeah. Go ahead. 13 you can put it up to that camera. Yeah. Or if you want me to, I can. So we'll we'll make sure we post this too. Oh, for sure. He, um, the 13 it's on Amazon. Heroes. Oh, yeah. it is on Amazon. It's on Amazon. It's being sold on Amazon. Okay. The 13 Unsung Heroes. And there's actually, oh, man, I wish. I wish we knew about <laughs> we know, this. The, yeah. This may be a segment all by this may be the next episode of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's just so much stuff. That uh, uh, the stained glass the stained glass amazing. that Major Throm. Yeah. Uh when he came back from Vietnam, he was my commanding officer. Right. And uh Major Throm uh um he he paid for that uh stained glass to be yeah. in the chapel at, uh, at the Paris MCRDS Island. the Paris, yes. right? Island, Paris and Island. in in that stained glass, it's got the thirteen Marines yep. that I mentioned here mm -hmm. on there. In the in the hand and the hand of God, God. holding holding the thirteen <clears throat> Marines with a, a scroll with two angels going up to heaven. Wow! And that's the hand of God um, taking them up to heaven. So Eric, can you can you copy those and oh, send them to me, and absolutely. then I'll was, post. I'll get yeah. it all. We'll like get said, that all posted, Rudy. So who's Adrian? Adrian, he's the one that wrote my book. Okay, I told him the story, and uh, and he's the uh, the one that actually wrote the book for me. But I'm oh, the wow. one that told him the so story. So it's your voice, your your account of of what actually happened. Yes, and and this is a, a true version of what I actually witnessed right. on January twentieth, nineteen sixty eight. Wow, wow. So there's also the the uh, the virtualwall dot org that you can go and and look up soldiers mm -hmm. and there's uh steve sandor sorosi steve sandor he, he was my uh, yeah, my best private friend. first class has all of his stuff and it's just i mean that's him right yeah. there yes wow we weren't expecting this no he, for sure that didn't, was didn't tell us about this part of the story so <clears throat> yeah. we're wow rudy it's that's that's amazing i'm gonna I'm, you go so back to on amazon amazon yeah well okay. or, i'm gonna Buy right now, literally. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna make sure we get those a couple of those ordered, mm -hmm. so we can, and then we're gonna make sure we share with our with all of our people that uh, 
about that story? I called it, uh, I named it the uh, 13 Unsung Heroes because in uh, my squad leader's uh, book, uh, Born on the Fourth of July by Ron Kovic, mm-hmm. he uh, mentions, uh, he doesn't mention any of the 13 Marines that died coming to help us. Right. Because we, we were pinned down out in the open. And wow. 13 Marines died trying to uh, help save you. us. Right. Wow. And in Ron Kovic's book, he doesn't mention any of the 13 Marines that uh, died coming to, to help us. And that's why I called it the 13 unsung heroes, because they have no voice. Right. I gave them the voice through this book. Wow, that's... Rudy, you're going to have to explain this picture here. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the uh, the 10 men scout team. Yes. Uh, that's uh, Ron Kovic uh, right there. This is Ron Kovic, and I'm right next bottom, to him. Bottom left right here. Yeah, that's uh, he's uh, Ron Kovic is standing there, and I'm right next to him. Yeah, if we would have... Too bad we, if we would have yeah. known about so all this, I could have made the uh, slides. Those, that's the 10-man uh, scout Actually, team. Actually, yeah, send it to me. All now. 10 of us... You. You email it. Now. Email it. All 10 of us were pinned down by uh, uh, about 400 uh, NBA troops. They had us like in a U-shape... Uh, formation and we were right in the middle and wow so when you so ron was your squad leader yes ron kovic was my squad leader and he just told a complete inaccurate account wow yeah but uh, i went to him in 2017 when he was having a book signing event right and uh, there's also a YouTube video where, uh, where he actually admits that, yes, I'm the one that uh, saved him because he was wounded twice. Wow. And I patched up both of his wounds. Once I did that, I had to drag him to a, um, a small mound in order to keep uh, uh, from getting hit again. Hmm. While you guys were taking fire, and well, we're definitely taking a lot of fire. Right, right. Wow. I'm trying to get. I'm yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, we're, I'm trying to get. A, I got. I got that shot because I, I do want to share. I want to share this uh, because I think it's it's definitely. Uh, All right, your email worthy of what well, I'm already. I'm already going right now <clears> for the other one. So. Uh, Wow. I'm, There's a uh, YouTube uh, video <laughs> called uh, Rudy Molina Reunites with Ron Kovic. And that's where he says that uh, I'm the one that saved him, even though he doesn't mention it in the book, Born on the Fourth of July. But he uh-huh. does mention it in the uh, YouTube uh, video. Okay. So it's Rudy Molina. He's got 20, 2,800 views three, three years ago. <laughs> yes. We need yeah. to. All right, so here we here's here is the best shot, the best way I could get that shot. So again, you are you can see it on your screen there, Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are where? Uh, on the in that picture? Oh, um, Manhattan Beach, uh, California, in two thousand March of uh, two thousand seventeen, I believe. Yeah. No, no, the, oh, the, the you screen. see the photo on your? Oh, this photo yeah. was taken. Uh, it's around December. Of uh, 1967. That's okay. one month. Uh, one month before uh, 
the Battle of uh, Mylock okay. uh, on January 20th, 1968. So this picture was taken one month before, which was around December. Okay. And <laughs> where, where are you in the picture? Uh, I'm the one standing right next to uh, Ron Kovac. Uh, so he's going to be back row, uh, uh -huh. one, two, three, four, five. There's six guys on the back row. He's the one, two, three, four, fifth guy. From the left? From the left. Okay. Okay. So you have the guy on the end there with his, with his arm, arm out. He's next, okay. yeah. All right. And then which one was Ron? Ron Kovic is the one uh, that's got his arm like okay, this so on, that's Ron. on the, on the and right And you're right next side. to him. And I'm right next to okay, him. Okay, so yeah. Up. Okay, so Ron's the one standing up with his arm kind of on his hip. Yes, that's and then, him. And then I'm Rudy right next is him. right next to him. <clears throat> wow. And and how crazy is it, Eric? I mean, for us, you know, you lived it. Yeah. For us, I mean, it even looks like a movie picture. Oh right? yeah, for I, sure. I mean, it's to to think and fathom that that was what was going on then. Yeah. Just absolutely amazing. So, uh, wow, what a what a detour we took. Yeah, tonight. for sure. <laughs> wow, Rudy. <clears throat> uh, so you ended up you ended up leaving you know Vietnam with the Marines. Then you went back with the Army. I did. And how was that? How was that tour? Uh, it 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 was. We had a lot of uh, firefights as okay. well. I was with the uh, 101st Airborne Division. Oh. And uh, we had a lot of firefights. I was a squad leader uh, then because I had the experience. Right. I had already been there, so. So you were always on the ground, huh? I was always on the ground. Well, I was a um, uh, a grunt. Right. Well. So, wow. Yes, I wow. was always um, on the ground. My dad was he he actually flew in a Chinook and yes. he was he was uh he was uh you know he ran the gun on a Chinook. Mm -hmm. So that's I know that's what he did. I don't have more details than that cuz he didn't share much and Well, uh, I'll tell you a little story about the Chinook. Uh, yeah, a Chinook was going to take our platoon to a, a battle site mm -hmm. out in the uh, jungle mm -hmm. and um they were loading all the uh, my platoon. So they loaded uh, just about everybody in the uh, Chinook. And right at the last minute, I was one of the last uh, to be loaded. They told me to get off because they didn't have any more room. Oh, wow. Just you? Yes. They said, oh. get off because uh, we don't have any more room for you. And I, I said, no, no, no. I need to be with my platoon. Right. And they said, no, no, no. You, you got to get off. We don't have any more room. Wait for the other, for the other uh, Chinook to wow. uh, come in. So they, uh, they, they took me off, and um, once that uh, Chinook took off, it uh, was hit with a, uh, with a uh, uh, missile and killed uh, everybody on board. Wow. So somebody was watching out for me. Wow. And uh, wow. that's in my, uh, in my book, and they did a story on that. Uh, <clears throat> Wow! In 1971. So this is this was story is in the book. Thanksgiving Day, 1971. And they uh, this is uh, they did a story on that. It was the second worst dis uh, air disaster in the Vietnam War. Wow! Wow! So this story is actually in the book too. That story is in my book. Okay. Yes. Wow! So Chinook crash, 1971. Man, I really wish we had all this info before. Yeah. I could have put all this up. Uh, wow, Rudy, thank you so much. I mean, really. I mean, and my dad wasn't even there then. He was already gone by the end of 1968, I believe. So, um, but I know he had a story with one of his Chinooks too that 
but I think they lost it here in in the states, mm-hmm. uh, and he was supposed to be on it, and it ended up crashing. I always say somebody was watching out for me. Oh, for sure. If I would have loaded, <clears throat> if I would have loaded that uh, Chinook, I would have mm-hmm. been dead. I wouldn't be here right now. So, I personally could sit here and talk with you guys all night long and keep everybody hostage all night long to, <laughs> to hear all these stories. I do, I do want to ask, you know, because it was a, it was a different time than what we see now, right? What was it like coming home after, especially after that second tour? I was excited about coming home, but uh, we didn't have a, a very warm welcome by by our people. Right. We uh, we were called baby killers. Uh, people were th- uh, throwing stuff at us, and it wasn't a warm welcome. Right. And did so you I, did you when you came home? Were you immediately out, or did you get stationed somewhere and then? No, I was stationed uh, somewhere uh, okay. after that, and but then I got out. Okay. Yes. So you weren't wearing your uniform around a lot. No. No. Okay. I, uh, no. Because it was it was rough. It, those it times. was rough wearing your uniform out in the public. Oh, and it's crazy because I just seen a story where some some recruiters were wearing their uniforms in some part of the country, and they got attacked yes. in a store. Somebody attacked them verbally. Right. So it's it's. It's crazy to know, and even in this day and age, I yeah, mean, I'm, this, I'm saddened by what you had to deal yeah, with for because sure. we respect and, yeah. and appreciate. We wouldn't Absolutely. be here if it's not for gentlemen like yeah. you too, um, and Duke, and all of our other veterans that are yeah. here. We wouldn't be here. Uh, and this, we can sit here, and we—that's what we love about the stories—is our, you know, our dads have passed on, and they've taken their stories, and so we, you know, we set these things up and have mm-hmm. get, give you guys the chance to tell your stories, and it it, it helps us realize how important it is to keep it going to keep the stories alive um and by the way i just bought your book on amazon too, so it should be coming on uh, I'll, pro- I'll be buying it tomorrow once I, <laughs> yeah because tonight i gotta go do some editing for the show and make sure it's all ready for tomorrow so my picture is here on the back with uh, myself and and my wife uh, beatrice uh, it's here on the um, thank you beatrice <laughs> thank joining you. us right here oh that is that's, that's awesome oh that is awesome me and my wife beatrice all right we need all of our fans let's make this a bestseller this one deserves yeah, to be for sure. to be uh it needs to be seen so yeah. especially to straighten up a story that may have been uh strewed yeah taken swayed away taken the wrong direction so uh wow all right man were you gonna join us or <laughs> we have more guests possibly but he's got a story too yeah that's <clears throat> no that's that's hey. our, we actually had a gentleman a vietnam vet that joined our show uh we were at we were actually at contentment Brewing yeah here uh, in modesto and because the owner of contentment brewing is a is a veteran so we did our show it was national beer day too so we, we did the show live from there and we had a Vietnam veteran join us, yeah. and he actually had an amazing story. He was not—he was not a combat veteran either. He actually—he uh, was in a band. In a band, yeah. And then he got—he got his orders that he was going to be deployed to Vietnam, and his bandmate comes up and says, "Whoa, wait a minute." Are you trying to break up the band? He's like, "I don't have a choice. Like, I'm getting deployed. I don't like. I can't." Well, apparently, his band member had a connection with somebody who uh, made the orders. Well, he's got a similar story. So he, he actually did, never got deployed. That's, that's yeah. him. 
Oh, yeah? He's got a good story on that. Oh, well, we got to hear. Yeah. Come on. Hear. Don't be shy. If you want to switch. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rudy. Thank you, Rudy. We appreciate, appreciate your, your service. Absolutely. And, and we're going we're gonna to definitely. Thank you. We'll, we'll put a link to your book and, <clears throat> and all our, yeah. on all of our Facebook. And and I'll, I'll put a link to your book on our YouTube, uh, in our notes on our YouTube. Don't worry, we won't hold. Can you hear us good? I can hear you good. All right, yeah, just get the mic close and then make sure you scoot up to the camera a little bit. Okay. There you go. And what was your name again? Uh, Jimmy Lozano. Jim, Jimmy Lozano? Yes. And so you were you were a Marine as yes. well, Semper Fi. <laughs> my dad, you know, I, I live, I actually have a Marine Corps. I don't know if any of you seen, I actually on my back calf, I have a Marine Corps. I have the, the, the globe, the eagle, and the anchor. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, did you? All right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Marines was beat into me, even though, like, physically I couldn't join. Uh, yeah. It was beat into me. Like, is all I knew was to be a Marine. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, let's hear you. So, so, where'd you grow up? Okay. I um, I grew up in San Jose. Okay. San Jose, California. All right. And uh, I joined the Marine Corps uh, after I graduated out of high school. Uh-huh. Um, I graduated in 1960. And... Uh, I bummed around, you know, for about about a year, about till about six, seven months. Then uh, a bunch of us guys, uh, like four of us, said, "Hey, you know, we'll go join the army," you know, and uh, and so as uh, on, the, they had like a buddy program. Mm -hmm. So if you went in with your buddies, you could stay with them, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So we went. We went then. We all went to uh, uh, Oakland mm -hmm. and at the center, you know, and they did the physical and stuff. Okay. Well, out of the four of us, I was the only one that passed the physical. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the buddy program. Yeah. yeah the so, buddy program went right out the window at that point. And one thing is, um, once you pass the physical... Uh, they call it you're in. <laughs> right. <laughs> no done. Back, no signature. Done. No nothing. No backing away. So I went in the Marine Corps and um, I served from 1961 to 1965. Um, the same thing. I, I was uh, camp, uh, at MCRD San Diego. Mm -hmm. I did my training at uh, Camp Pendleton at the Advanced Combat Infantry Training. And... Um, so we did our training there, and then we, when we got deployed, uh, we got deployed to uh, to go overseas. And so we were on the parade field and all this, and they're telling us what we you know we're going to get deployed and all that. And uh, at the time, we had um, I think the commanding general at Camp Ellen was a, a general called uh, uh, General uh, Krulak. Now I know a lot of Marines out there know about Krulak. Now, this is a, a general that was like five feet something, you know, he's not, he wasn't very tall. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, he was done and he says, well, uh, when you get over there, I want you to, I really shouldn't say anything, but no, you're <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, he says, I want you to do, you know, kill a few of them for us. And I looked at my buddy and I go, where are we going, you know? And anyway, so we boarded ship. We we're on our way to we we're on our way to Okinawa, and um, halfways uh, there, the uh, Bay of Pigs, uh, oh. the Vietnam crisis mm -hmm. came on. I mean, the Cuban crisis came on. Right. 
So we pulled into ship, pulled into Pearl Harbor, took all the civilians off the ship. We went on to uh, Okinawa, and we thought we were going to go back, you know, to Cu- you know, to uh, to Cuba. Uh huh. But we didn't. So, but like uh, I didn't do, you know. Uh, I was in a, a weapons platoon. I was a uh, thirty caliber machine guns and all that, and a three point five rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. That was my main weapon. And so we went to Okinawa, and then, uh, we were deployed to different areas. I went uh, to the Philippines for combat infantry training, mm-hmm. jungle training, all that. And then we were on our way back. Then we went to uh, Korea. Uh, we went to uh, Japan for cold weather training at Mount Fuji. Mm. Wow. But then um, when we went back to Okinawa, we were gonna, supposed to go to uh, go train with uh, Australian Marines. But um, halfway there, they turned us around. We came back, and we didn't know what was going on. And uh, the next thing we know is, uh, there, you know, we're, we got cold weather gear and all that. And uh, so we got deployed to uh, Korea <laughs> in 1963. So we landed. We'd made our amphibious landing in Korea in 1963. And it was February, and we went down the nets. Um, you know, like they show in the World War II movie, yeah. you know, where you go yeah. down the nets. Of the ship? Yeah, on the ship, yeah. yeah. So we couldn't wear our gloves because the nets were, fro- you know, ice. Oh, so we wow. went down without them. So <laughs> Did you slide more down them than <laughs> yeah. stepping down them? Yeah, but then, then they had these little swells, you know, the five-foot swells and stuff, so the, the boats going up and down. Oh. Guys are getting sick, you know. So anyway, there was a whole bunch of stuff going on. So anyway, we landed in Korea. And come to find out that at the time that was, a, I guess it was a firefight at the DMZ, and uh, earlier in the year, mm-hmm. and so we landed 50 miles south of the DMZ, and um, we were supposed to, you know, we thought we were just going to be, um, you know, doing an exercise with the Korean uh, army, but um, when we were on ship. When we're on ship, the chaplain comes along and uh, starts asking anybody if uh, anybody wants a New Testament or a rosary. Uh oh. <laughs> and we go, wait a minute, you know, what's going on? So the next thing we know, they're handing us, uh, at the time, they had a Geneva Convention card mm-hmm. that said you're an American soldier and all right. that stuff. So then. Um, we had uh, tested our weapons up on board ship, so we right. had live ammo. Right. So, so we were there for, I think, about a week. Um, the operation was called Operation uh, Dark Moon. And basically, um, uh, I did a thing on um, the University of Texas, and I brought up uh, uh, Operation Dark Moon. And according to, and it was 1-3, uh, uh, according to the book, is that that was basically the first uh, major operation in the Vietnam era for um, the wow. one three, one three. Wow, that's awesome! Oh wow! So <clears throat> we we went um, we went you know was there. Uh, I came back. I came back. Uh, we came back. Uh, I think it was like thirteen months later. We came back. 
And um, at the time I went to the station in Okinawa. Uh, we went to um, the Philippines, Guam. We were in Japan. Um, and when we were in Korea, it would be daylight. It would be 15 degrees. And at night it would drop down to 10 below zero. Oh, wow. <laughs> and all we had was a little... You know the so you were you were right in between both wars, right? Yeah, I, mean, I was. We were in in between, and um, when we were in Okinawa, um, that's when the Vietnam uh, things started getting hot in Vietnam. Um, okay. The, when we were in Okinawa, I think it was in either sixty four or sixty three was when the president of Vietnam got assassinated, mm. and the military took over. Right. And we thought we were going to go too, and um, we uh, thought we were going to get deployed, but we didn't get deployed. So, wow. Well, that was it. you lucked out. Yeah, I lucked out, and I lucked out. Come back. Um, but yeah. we still appreciate your service. I mean, you yeah. still you served yeah, your country. Sure. You did. You 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 had to go through some hard times. I mean, it's crazy to hear. You know, we have Alan who is in Okinawa, near Okinawa during a wartime as far as going against Japan. And yeah. then it's it's interesting. My dad was was actually he had to go to Okinawa. He was stationed at Okinawa at a point as well. So yeah. it's it's yeah. interesting how in those 20, 20, 25 years, well twenty years or so, um, how it changed and how uh where where our servicemen and women were 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 stationed. So yeah. well yeah. we thank you for your time. I mean yeah, our right. our I, I think we're we we've learned some great things here today. Yeah, well, you know, more than we to, thought. Yeah, yeah way no, more than. I mean, we could have a three-hour podcast, but they, everyone, no one's going to listen after an hour no. and a half. We figured. Yeah. I mean, we, we got to keep it to where everybody yeah. stays stays interested. So, Duke, we might have to come back again. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, well, hey, are you going to make mean, fun of me too? Because I took two cookies. <laughs> he gave me the two. He said he offered. You don't offer a fat guy a, 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 a tin of cookies, and not take one cookie. I'll pay. Hey, I'll pay five bucks each. Then two for fifty or a dollar. Okay. Marine Corps. <laughs> Marine Corps. Yeah. Hey, you're hey, lucky. Put, hey, put it on the Air Force tab, okay? I was. <laughs> <laughs> they can afford it, right? Is it something like that? I don't know. You guys are welcome anytime. No, uh, absolutely. Yeah. This you is crazy. It's it, it just a, a scratch of the thumbnail. This place. I mean, right. having just. Well, generations. We wanted, we wanted to do a little something yeah. else, but there it got so, too good. And and yeah. I want to wait till when when I think when you're reset up, Duke. Then yeah. we'll, we'll yeah, want to definitely. Come, we'll wait. We'll, 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 we'll bring we'll, we'll bring some people. Well, we'll bring some people and have a. You come to American Veterans first. This is a history lesson. Yeah, I, well, yeah, and that's what I was definitely. I, I wanted lesson. him to see uh, yeah. what was going on yeah. over there. So, do you want to play the song? We can. Do you want to play? I just I can't. I can't put it out. It won't go. Okay. No, so, it won't um, go out to everybody. So okay. To hang out with. Oh, I know. Yeah. Oh no, this yeah. is this is well. Legit. So we have we have. Uh, I told you, and, and maybe Duke, you want to put on the headset so you can you, you can hear this. And then if anybody, I don't maybe <clears throat> maybe Rudy or anybody else, we have one more headset there. Um, so this we told you about Scotty Hastings. Um, let me go pull this up because it's it's probably gonna get loud but um we actually asked scotty for permission uh to play the song so the song is called stories that they tell and he actually just he had there is uh the guitars for veterans right an mm -hmm. organization that he provides guitars had, he was just on their show 
uh, guitars got, for veterans and got to play uh, this song. So I'm going to play it for, for everybody. And um, I wish we could play it out loud for the whole group, but everybody have to get on YouTube and go listen to it. Riding out down at the Legion Ball Bill opened up a box of old cigars Said I'm gonna stay back at 69 A lost bitch friend of mine Connor said that's the place I've been But it was 2010 Afghanistan He raised his glass, said here's some friends And they're all to me sacrifice Times and places they may change, but one thing stays the same. The stories that they tell about going through hell. If you think they wouldn't do it all over again, well, you just don't know them. The memories that they own of the ones who didn't make it home. says next round for me I spent some time overseas Tonight's my first night behind this bomb bill handed him a cigar Well the faces and the pictures they may change but one thing stays the same The stories that they tell Scotty Hastings. Ah, I did it. I put the S on it. Scotty Hastings. Scotty Hastings. That's on iTunes. You can check that out on iTunes. Go check him out. You're in Tennessee. Tennessee. So that, so Scotty was, uh, you know, he was in Afghanistan. 
and he thank you rudy he uh as we told you know he had a rough day yeah and so that song is is about all veterans and the stories you know just what we got to, to well today. It, it mentions his bet one of his best friends that actually got killed over there connor so that right. was one of his his buddies and right. it, from his perspective uh, on that song well, if I could, I'd like to remember Steve Sarosi tonight. Sure. Yeah, I think Rudy. Yeah, we. Uh, you were out running around showing your your new digs off. We, uh, Marine Corps. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> and you can you can mention his name a hundred times. <laughs> All right. Well, we Duke. We appreciate everybody. The whole yeah, crowd. Thank you guys here. for coming out. I mean, it's it's so amazing and again humbling to be around all of you. And yeah, I I look forward to coming back some more. Um, and we have some stuff in the works to where uh, Tamara, who we're gonna play. You met Tamara when we came and did the video. Uh, we're gonna work with her to possibly make some T-shirts and donate funds back to American Veterans First. Uh, so that'll be coming in the future. Just. Unfortunately, she she decided to sell a house and buy a house, so um, we got to wait for her to get through that process. So she's because she's already super busy. Uh, so with that, real quick, we do have to play a commercial because she's one of our sponsors. Our only sponsor. <laughs> well, I say one of ours. Yeah, you know, one of um, our. Sponsors. We're looking up. Like someday we'll get another sponsor. Yeah, we'll get another one someday. Uh, we're we're getting there. So we're gonna play her her video her uh, video real quick, and then we'll wrap up. Now for our sponsor, Tamara Polito with The Finance Group. We're there creating a future uh, where everyone has access to the loan and home they love. Whether you're a veteran, law enforcement, a first-time home buyer, you're up or downsizing, or even if you need to just refinance, our community deserves proficiency and expertise. Better rates, faster close, welcome home. Tamara Polito, NMLS 1655776. Again, that's Tamara Polito, and her phone number is 209-204-3795. All right. Sorry. I forget that we have to be quiet. Yeah, it's all Sorry. good. It's all, it just it doesn't record onto to the video portion, yeah. but it does record onto the actual podcast. Yeah. Because I can't stop. If I mute the mic there, then right, I mute right. all of us, and then it mutes this. Technology, it's beautiful. Technology. All right. So, Duke, again, thank you so much for tonight. Um, it's an everybody, honor for thank us to you. Have you here. We we appreciate the time and the ability to do this here. Uh, yeah, it was it was Alan. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time, Rudy, Beatrice. I forgot. Karen. Thank you. Can't. What was it? Karen. Karen, Karen and Joe. Right. Joe. Joe Karen. Karen. That was Joe. Was like sorry, Karen. It. And then Duke and. Jim. I Lozano. I it's I the the last name's totally ringing. And what's your name again? Jose. <laughs> Jose. The one that was talking during the break. Yeah. <laughs> the one that was talking during thank you. Yeah, I thank get you, lost. Duke. I get lost in the stories. Thank you. Duke, I'm just glad Mike's me. a good interviewer. Oh, I'm I'm well, I was lost in I mean, I was I getting I was deep. scrambling for man. I wish Duke told me about this. I would have had so many more things yeah. ready because th- there may be another episode. Th- that story is <laughs> Is huge in itself, yeah. not to take away from everybody else's, but yeah. Well, it's just like this song says, everyone has a story. Man, just the air share kicked it. in Duke. I feel that air. It kicked on. Yes, sir. Really nicely. All right, Eric. Got some nice digs here, sir. Appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, it's our privilege to come out here and and you know give us a platform to to show what you got. Absolutely, Mike. Eric. Deuces, buddy. Bye, buddy. <laughs>